0: Chapter Two of the Boy Scouts on Swift River by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Two Who Shall It Be? The outing of the Blue Tortoise Patrol at Coney Island was an event long to be remembered. If there was any wholesome amusement in that city of amusements which they did not sample, it was because they were not keen eyed enough to find it. In the forefront of everything was Mr. Harrison himself. He bumped the bumps and shot the chutes and led the way down the slippery slide. As fast as they had tried one thing, he led the way to another, all the time cracking jokes and whooping like the youngest among them. He wound up the afternoon's fun with a dinner at the leading restaurant, at which he was the most entertaining host imaginable, telling stories of his own boyhood and the long struggle to get a foothold which he had been forced to make. When it was time to think of home and the boys filed out to the waiting machines, Walter gathered his patrol about him and called for three rousing cheers for Mr. Harrison. They were given with a will. Then the boys scrambled to their allotted places in the two cars and settled themselves for the long run to New York. As they slowed down and finally came to a full stop in a jam downtown, a newsboy sprang on the running board of the machine in which Mr. Harrison was riding. Piper! Evening Piper! he shouted. Mr. Harrison shook his head, but just as he did so he caught the glimpse of a headline that changed his mind. It was this. Corners the fauna Harrison, the iron man, in a new role. The master of millions entertains boy scouts and turns boy himself. I see my sharp-eyed friends, the reporters, will not allow me to enjoy myself for one short afternoon without making it a public matter said he as he passed papers around to all. It was a humorous account of the doings of the noted financier and the blue tortoise patrol, and the boys chuckled and nudged each other as they read, while their host laughed heartily. "'I haven't had such a good time for years,' he avid as he shook hands with each of the boys in front of Walter's home, where the patrol was to disband for the night. "'Not a word, not a word. The obligation is all on my side,' He protested with upraised hand as Walter tried to thank him on behalf of the others as well as himself. Remember, tomorrow afternoon, Walt, I'm coming down after you at three o'clock sharp, shouted Hal as the cars moved away, the Blue Tortoise Patrol standing rigid at salute. Hal was as good as his word. Promptly at three o'clock the next afternoon, one of the touring cars drove up in front of Walter's home and tooted vigorously. As to be prepared is one of the cardinal virtues with a good scout, Walter kept the car waiting no longer than required to run down the steps to the sidewalk and jump in beside Hal. "'Where to?' he inquired as he settled himself comfortably. "'What do you say to Bronx Park?' inquired Hal. "'Just the place,' exclaimed Walter. "'I've just been reading up a little about moose, and you know they've got a dandy herd over there.' I've been meaning for some time to run out there the first chance I got and look them over. Directions were given to the chauffeur, and in a few minutes they were headed for one of the most famous zoological parks in the world. Have you ever thought about where we'll make that cruise at the end of the vacation? Hal eagerly inquired. Have I thought about it? Walter laughed. Do you think about eating when you're hungry? he inquired. This time it was Hal's turn to grin. You bet. Well? "'Which did you like best of the three plans I wrote you about?' "'The Canadian trip, but that's out of the question.' "'I don't see why,' protested Hal. "'In the first place, the starting point is too far away. "'We've got to cut short our stay at Woodcraft Camp as it is. "'And I, for one, don't want to lose a day there that I can possibly avoid losing.' "'That's me, too,' Hal broke in. "'Well, if we go to Canada, we'll have to lose several days,' continued Walter. The Hudson River is open to the same objection, in part. We'd have to spend at least a day getting from Woodcraft over to the starting point, and part of the next day in getting our stuff in shape to start. Besides, it's too open. The real woods for mine. Which means, said Hal in inquiring tone, Swift River for me every time, replied Walter eagerly. You see, we can start right from Woodcraft camp, and be in the big woods all the time. I don't suppose that there's anything really dangerous about it, but I guess it's some swift or they wouldn't have given it that name. And before we get to the end of the cruise, we're likely to get all that's coming to us. There's big game up in there and some bully rapids to shoot and mountains to climb and a lost mine to hunt for and— What's that? Hal broke in sharply. What's what? asked Walter, looking puzzled. About the lost mine, prompted Hal. Oh, Walter grinned. "'It's one of those old yarns all wound up in superstition, "'like the one about the haunted cabin "'we didn't get into last summer. "'I'll tell it to you when we've got nothing more important to talk about. "'I guess it's true enough that there was once some kind of a mine "'started up there in the mountains "'and then abandoned or lost or something. "'Anyway, it's an interesting old yarn, "'and I'm going to keep it until we get up "'where the things are supposed to have happened.' "'Sounds good to me,' replied Hal. "'But tell me, old Scout,' "'How did you get next to all this about Swift River? "'Been reading up on that section,' Walter said. "'Dug around in the library and unearthed a lot of stuff. "'Besides, Lewis Woodall told me a lot of things. "'Lewis knows a lot about that country. "'He wrote me that your father had written him "'asking him to take charge of the cruise "'and that he had agreed to. "'He favors Swift River.' "'Al nodded. "'I know,' said he. Dad has been corresponding with Lewis all winter, and I guess it's as good as settled that we'll make the Swift River trip. The Canada trip looks awfully good on paper, but perhaps it wouldn't prove any better. I guess you are right about the advantage of starting right from Woodcraft. With the trip settled, the question is, whom shall we invite for the fourth member?' "'Who have you on your mind?' inquired Walter. "'I have several,' confessed Hal. "'It would be a sight easier to pick out three than it is to pick one. "'But six would mean three canoes and too big a party for this kind of a trip. "'I'd like mighty well to have Chief Avery along with us. "'I owe him a lot for what he did for me last summer, "'and he's one of the whitest fellows I know. "'I mentioned him to Dad, and Dad wrote Dr. Merriam, "'but the big chief wouldn't hear of it. "'Said that one of his leaders was all that he could spare, meaning Woodhull.' and he didn't really see how he was going to spare him. So Avery's out of it this year. Then I've thought of Tug Benson and Chip Harley and Spud Eli and Jack Adams. You know it was Jack's wireless outfit that I used to send word of the fire from the top of old Scraggy. I guess any one of them would be all right. I guess so, Walter replied and added thoughtfully. "'You remember Spud didn't show up as well as Billy Buxby "'in that bee scrape when they got lost "'and had to spend the night in the woods. "'Then Tug and Chip lost their nerve and their heads completely "'when we met that bear that time. "'I didn't blame him much, "'for I was about as badly scared myself as I ever expect to be. "'But it seems to me that for this trip "'we ought to get someone who keeps his head. "'What's the matter with Billy Buxby? "'He's a reckless little beggar, up to all kinds of tricks, "'but when it comes to a pinch he's right there.' "'Big Jim says that Billy knows more real woodcraft "'than all the rest of them put together outside of the leaders. "'I guess that's stretching it some, but Billy is clever, all right.' "'That's so. "'I don't know why I didn't think of Billy before. "'I always liked him, and I don't believe there was a yellow streak in him. "'He showed that when he spent the night in the woods "'and again when he caught the bear cub. "'Billy suits me all right. "'I wonder whether he can go.' Hal concluded thoughtfully.' guess we'll have to leave it open till we get to woodcraft there'll be time enough then for there's nearly all summer before we start said walter have you done anything about the outfit only made out a partial list of things we'll need al replied thought you and i could have the fun of getting them this week lewis has sent a list of things that we really must have and has dropped a few hints as to what we had better take and better leave behind personally Hal fished a much rumpled letter from an inside pocket and carefully spread it out. "'There'll be no frills on this trip if Lewis has his way, "'and I guess he'll come pretty near to having it, "'seeing that he is in command,' he commented. "'Listen to this. "'Dear Hal. you are no doubt all anxiety about the supplies for our proposed cruise, "'as you will buy most of them in New York. "'I wish I could be with you to spend your money instead of throwing it away.' "'as I more than half suspect you will do "'if turned loose alone in one of those outfitting shops. "'You'd better get Upton to go with you "'because Upton learned last summer "'what it means to travel light, and— "'Well, my boy, I suspect that in his eyes "'a dollar is a whole lot nearer "'to being in its right perspective than in your eyes. "'We want what we want, "'or we don't want we don't want more "'than we do want what we do want. "'Do you get that?' You, Walter broke in, laughing read that again hal reread the sentence while walter chuckled with appreciation for in the light of his trip to lonesome pond with big jim the previous summer and the lessons of woodcraft and traveling in the deep woods then learned he appreciated more than did hal the truth at which woodhall was driving i am enclosing a list of the things that the party will need jointly continued hal and i suggest that you and Walt each make out a list of your personal needs Put down only those things which you feel you absolutely have to have. When you have completed your lists, go over them carefully and cut out half from each. Then you will probably be within gunshot of a proper outfit for a cruise of this character. Just remember that comfort in woods traveling is just the reverse of comfort at home. The less you have, the more comfortable you are. When you get in the middle of a mile portage on a muck trail, you will say blessed be nothing, and will mean it, too. Doubtless they will try to sell you one of those air mattresses. No doubt they are all that is claimed for them for comfortable sleeping, but as usually when I am asleep I am quite incapable of enjoying the sensation of sleeping on air, and as when I am making a carry I am quite capable of appreciating every additional ounce of burden, my advice to you is to cross your fingers and let them sting somebody else. Don't think I am knocking.' "'When you get too lazy to do your own toting "'and hire everything done for you, "'you can carry along all the gimcracks you want to. "'Doubtless they have their place, "'but, son, it isn't in my canoe or in my pack "'on such a trip as we are planning. "'So get busy and forget everything but the essentials. "'But don't forget those. "'As a good scout, I take it that you know what those are. "'If you don't, Upton probably does. "'Now go to it, and if anything perplexes you, drop me a line.' "'Sincerely yours, Lewis Woodhull. "'P.S. By the way, "'I presume you know that your father has arranged for the canoes "'by presenting Woodcraft Camp with a couple "'and arranging with Dr. Miriam "'that we shall have the use of them for our trip. "'I have selected them myself. "'L.W. "'Where's the list of things you're to get?' "'asked Walter as Hal finished the letter. "'Hal looked in the envelope "'and then hastily searched through his pockets. "'I must have left it at home.' "'he exclaimed in vexation. "'Never mind,' replied Walter. "'We can't use it today anyway. "'Good old Lewis. "'That letter sounds just like him. "'We are mighty lucky to have him go with us. "'By the way, whom do you suppose "'I had a letter from the other day?' "'Give it up. "'An old acquaintance of yours?' Who? Out with it! "'Don't keep me in such suspense!' "'Pat Malone,' replied Walter, "'slyly watching Hal's face as he spoke.' hal flushed slightly but there was no trace of resentment as he asked what pat had to say says he's formed a patrol of boy scouts at upper chain and is going to show us what real scouts are and pat will come pretty near doing it or i miss my guess i guess pat hasn't got much use for me said hal but i tell you right now walt i appreciate now what i didn't appreciate last summer that i owe a whole lot to pat malone if he hadn't come in and blabbed on me buying those fish, I'd have kept right on and be today the same miserable cat I was then. End of chapter 2